0: So I'm back. Um, we just went over the, uh, recap of last night. We went over the, uh, sponsorships, um, who I feel is going to be in the divisional, uh, uh, runs for the uh, cup, as well as all the uh, mascots. But now I want to introduce you to a really good buddy of mine. I've been on a couple of his shows, uh, one of his videos as well. This is my good buddy, fellow Caniac, um, all the way down in the sunshine state of Florida. Um, also known as the Florida Caniac, my good friend RJ. How are you doing, RJ?
1: Not too bad. We're, uh, we are en route to Miami, believe it or not. We're gonna party in a city when the heat is on, all night on the beach till the break of dawn, uh, <laughs> hey. for a wedding. So, um, my cousin's getting married this weekend, so I'm looking forward to it a lot. How's everything over there?
0: Uh, not too bad. Um, we're on a curfew. Um, I'm starting to realize what it takes to be a full-time podcaster as well as a full-time work employee and trying to find time to kind of like research, sleep, research, 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 work, research, research, edit, upload, download. Just it's, I I have so much more respect for people like you and other podcasters that do this. So
1: um, I'm happy to be on this show, man.
0: Oh, I greatly appreciate it. Um, You've done me uh, favors quite a few times, letting uh, inviting me on to your show and not only your show, but the uh, videos and other things. So what'd you think about the Canes game last night?
1: I'm going to get right to it. I, I, To me, it wasn't much to really look at. And the way I see that is they're playing against the Detroit Red Wings team that was the bottom of the barrel last season. No. We're also playing against a team that Lily hasn't skated in almost half a year. So looking at those two factors, plus what the Carolina Hurricanes are bringing to the table, it's more of a tune-up game in a way. And
2: yeah. it's
1: one of those where if you lost the game, you would have been ring-formed. They, since they won the game, now they can tweak it a little bit. I did see some good plays out there. I thought Tara Vinan played really well out there, getting his 200th assist, hopefully. I think that's what it was. Um, Nino getting on the score sheet very early, getting the first goal for the season for Carolina after the dismal um, performance <laughs> goal-scoring-wise he had last season, although I did enjoy him playing. and
0: That's you a know, fellow respect
1: to the 21 there, if you don't mind me saying.
0: Oh, no. It's kind of funny that you mentioned Nino because when I was going over the uh, score recaps, um, I did mention that Nino was kind of in a slump last year, and to see him score the first goal, of that hopefully that's a bright future for this season, even though it's a shortened season for him.
1: And the looked pretty good. I did enjoy that they were they they missed a lot of the marks in a power play. When I saw the first power play, I was like, all right, well they have it right there. They just got to put it in net. But I think yep. the one thing that really stopped Carolina from making it like a seven nothing to eight nothing victory is Lily Carolina's goaltending kryptonite and, and Thomas Grice, oh, yeah. who was in the net for Detroit, who was the Islanders' goaltender for all those times. So yeah. seeing him in that, that was kind of a danger point there, and he was, like, the only reason why Detroit even had a fighting chance. So I'm expecting a much tougher game next time around for sure because, kind of keep in mind, this is more of a, these games. It's not really, like, one for each team now. So you either got to split it or win them both to really make the playoffs at this point. So you got to look at it like that. That's exactly how baseball works. Um, So it's a whole different ball game. So if you have a good start, um, it's going to definitely go out, go, go well for you for sure down the road. So I thought it was a good start for this team. I thought it was a good way to see where this team is. Um, Granted, they had to win the game. Um, But again, it's against a team that they really should have had to begin with either way.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of what you're saying. I mean, I was watching it last night. They missed so many finishes. I mean, there's so many finishes that they could have put in the net. Um, I know Natchas had a few chances. Um the yep. Zingle was in front of the net the whole entire game and he only He got one. one. He but he exactly he got one. Um and I, if I was if I am correct, it was either Mike or a uh, Trip that was talking about how uh Brindamore was giving uh Nino or not Nino but uh Tavo crap during a during the scrimmage because need a table wasn't acting like table table was just kind of like lollygagging um but uh right. a,
1: and that was a trip that was a trip Tracy comment to yes. correct you on that
0: yeah but yeah i mean um, like they said table knows how to turn it on and table knows how to turn it off and table knows how to screw around and last night he was turning it on but you are correct about grice grice was he, he was the Detroit Red Wings.
1: Yeah. He was, he was the only saving grace that that team had. And you could throw Dylan Larkin in there too, which is was the newly named captain for the team. So kudos to him for getting that. And, you know, Detroit, they did add some pieces to really kind of help out with it. Granted it was kind of bumped their salary cap to the minimum at, at best. Hence why they got Bobby Ryan, Yeah, um, which I thought was an interesting signing for him, but I hope it works out for him. But um but going back to Carolina here, everything was right. You're right. They, they missed a lot of shots that they could have easily won this game with as well. Uh, By the same time, this is only the first game of the season. It's going to take a little bit of time for everything to go. There wasn't much camp. There wasn't even a preseason at all. So yeah. much like every team in the NHL that's trying to get their bearings wet, it's, everybody is practically trying to get to that midseason form, and they got to get there sooner, a, a lot sooner than rather later because um, there's only 56 games, not 82 like there was in the past.
0: Yeah. So on that note, on your final note of that game, um, what was your what's your final outtake?
1: Uh, you know, you, you did everything. They did what they were asked to do. Defense did a phenomenal job, only allowing 14 shots total, which I thought was a phenomenal number, no matter what team you're playing against. Yeah. So the defense was definitely midseason form. I love the pairings. Um, uh, my fate. My new favorite pairing, Shea and Pesci. That's that's a great pairing there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you got. And, and what I like about it is all the defense have the same thing in common. You have a shooter and you have a defender. Jacob yep. Slavin, Dougie Hamilton, shooter, defender. Shea Pesci, shooter, defender. Gardner and I can't remember the guy's name. Shooter, defender. I mean that works out very, very Flurry. well. You mean Flurry? Thank you. Yep. Yeah, Flurry. So I mean, why that escaped me? I have no idea. But anyway. I think the driving distracted me, but anyway. Um, oh, no worries. So, um, but I mean, that, that that's the one thing I say I enjoyed the most. Um, I like the lines, how they were. I mean, Brendan Moore is kind of shifted some things here and there. I was expecting a little bit more line shifts and rearranging and things like that throughout the game, but I didn't see that from my understanding. And I could be wrong on that because, again, you know, I missed a few, of the ga- few moments of the game here. But I'm expecting more of the same uh, come the next time against Detroit. Um, and it's a must win for them. And it's definitely a must win for Detroit if they think they're going to make something out of it. But yeah. overall, I'm not expecting much of it as a test here. I'm expecting them to kind of get it together. And hopefully by this next game, they kind of have it straightened out. And then you just work on a really fine tuning stuff from here on out. I got you.
0: Um, so I'll just kind of like flow with uh, what I was talking about earlier. What's your perspective on? the sponsorships not only on the leagues but like the helmets as well
1: i don't mind it on the helmets i thought it was really uh, the one thing that really bothered me was that digital ice sponsorship because it's kind of odd to see unc rex Healthcare, for example on little caesar's arena which is kind of weird yeah um and i i kind of saw that from when i saw the fox sports carolina feed on nhl tv um that that was kind of bothersome and i think that wasn't needed but i get why they're doing that i thought the glass sponsorship was odd um but it is what it is i think every arena is i mean every, there's going to be all these weird sponsorships no matter what the helmet sponsors i think they weren't distracting at all i didn't really care some of yeah. them were small enough where we really couldn't see it anyway some of them however were like the odd color for a team take pittsburgh and the PPG thing. Yep. on their helmet for example you got a blue sponsorship on a on a yellow and black jersey i thought that was kind of weird but hey whatever i I'd rather have it on the helmet than on the uniform myself yeah um but it didn't bother me i don't think it's anything to worry about nhl's gotta gotta make up some lost revenue somewhere that's why the divisions are even sponsored each division has their own sponsor like carolina discover central division which is kind of funny to say but <laughs> hey it's okay um but i'm fine with it it doesn't bother me one bit
0: all right Um, for me, I, you are correct. Um, it it is a business and that's what a lot of people forget about is that the NHL is a professional business and they need to bring in the revenue from somewhere, especially without the fans being there. Um,
1: and to add a point to that, that you brought that up, I do have to give kudos to the one guy that most of the NHL fan base don't like in (laughs) Gary Batman, which I have a different feeling about that personally. Um, Kudos for actually admitting that he's going to lose money by generate by by getting the re- the league going. Um, I'm fine with it. I mean, granted, they're worth probably hundreds of billions of dollars or tens of billions of dollars, and if they're going to lose a couple billion for making this happen just to keep the fans happy, knowing that it's going to generate something later down the road. Kudos for the guy for stepping up and, and taking that heat, and if he's and he's obviously okay with getting some ridicule afterwards, but whatever oh, yeah. at this point. So I think I have to give props for that.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, not too many, uh, owners and not too many, uh, other people are going to step up as being commissioners and say something like that. So yeah, you can hate him all you want, but he's going to be straight up with you. Um, and again, I, you, I used to live over in Europe, so I'm, I'm kind of used to seeing that kind of stuff. So it doesn't really yeah, bother I mean, me.
1: Seeing those leagues out there. I mean, I, I, there's so much sponsorship on all over the player. You don't even know what the team is. Yeah. I don't know which <laughs> logo is their team. It's so funny. So
0: and i've been to a couple like, ice rinks like the whole entire ice rink is all logos that's all it is it's all logos with a little bit of white patch so well,
1: and at the same time the echl if you look at if you go to a game there they're just as bad on purpose because there's not a lot of fans that go to those games anyway they have to make up the revenue somewhere exactly. that's why the nets are blue because exactly. geico sponsors the nets yeah
0: so a next topic i know you're in the car um I've been on for a little bit myself and I know you probably just want to kind of relax on a Friday night and enjoy the ride. But um, who do you see coming out of, okay, so I'm going to say all the sponsor or all their divisional sponsors. So you got the Honda West, the Scotia North, the Mass Mutual East and the Discover Central. Who do you see coming out of the Honda West on top?
1: Okay. I have to kind of have to see if I can go back and hope. Uh, lose you. So, um, did i lose you
0: i uh, lost video but i can still hear you on the phone okay hold on
1: okay okay Had to go back and trade okay perfect so in the west i have colorado coming out there like st louis coming out of there um as well they're gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna lose a step i mean they lost Pete angelo but I don't see them losing a step there either at all. Colorado is obviously the heavy favorite. I still think Vegas is still a very, very strong team, especially adding Peter Angelo. Yeah. And then I I put a little bit somewhat of a dark horse in there to be up front with you um, just because of who else is in that division. I think Minnesota might have just enough in the tank to really pull off quite the surprise out there because, again, you know, I'm factoring in, the type of season we're going to have, the type of games they're going to have, the fact that they're going to play the same teams eight times just about. Mm-hmm. I, I think Minnesota, they, they might do a little bit better in Arizona. And I, a lot of people would say Arizona might actually pull that one out too. But I think Minnesota might might have something going for them for some strange reason. <laughs> Um, they got rid of some uh, some veterans. They got rid of Eric Stahl, which I thought was a bad idea. But they brought in youth in to help out with that. And they brought in some other youth guys. So, and that's what they needed. They needed to get a little younger. So, I think making those key moves might have helped Minnesota just a little bit. So, I got a door, I got a dark horse in that fight.
0: Uh, who do you see coming out of the uh, Scotia North?
1: Oh, you're gonna love this. Um, <laughs> I have the top seed. You're gonna love this. You're not gonna like. It's going to surprise everybody. But from what they did last year surprising everybody already to becoming possibly a blank to first statement, Montreal is my top seed coming out of the North because they have an awesome record against all those Canadian teams somehow in some strange way. And the fact that they have to play those same teams and the way that season rolls around, it's heavily favored for Montreal because – they also have the least amount of travel out of all of them because they're kind of more centrally located other than Winnipeg yep. um, to to make a decent travel arrangement out of it. So the schedule's more in their favor to do that. So Montreal, I think could pull it off. Yep. Toronto's my second seed because honestly, I think Toronto should be able to be a second seed with what they've done. They've added the defense that they need to do, but goaltending to me is still in question even though everybody says Anderson's awesome but I don't see it um I have Vancouver as the third seed um they've done the right moves they've made some key acquisitions their drafts have been very good the past few seasons um I don't see why not um and I have Calgary coming out as the fourth seed very very narrowly from Edmonton I know Edmonton put all this stock and all these young guys and but you got McJesus on the team and, he's thinking, <laughs> and it sucks that they seem to rely on McJesus all the time. Um, and I don't like it. So the fact that they keep doing that and they got some good guys and they're all about points and everything like that, you put them on the same line, you're a one-line show. Yeah. And if Edmonton doesn't figure that out and they still don't have the defense that they should have, um, they're in a lot, they're in a lot of hurt. Um, and I, and as you noticed, I didn't add Winnipeg into that list. And a lot of people favor Winnipeg to uh, to make that division through. I have them being worse than Ottawa this year, as crazy as it sounds, because of all the crap that goes on in Winnipeg. We got the Patrick Line A rumors going out there wanting to get them to Carolina, which I still don't understand. That I, you yeah. got Bufflin who's been kind of like man about the whole situation. You got the front office not really paying attention, to my opinion. So. Yeah. That might come to be a huge cluster, and I think it might hurt Winnipeg down the road. And Ottawa, they made enough acquisition enough things to really turn a little bit of heads, but not enough. But I see Ottawa being better than Winnipeg, so there's your there's your surprise of the, of the division there.
0: So to me, it's not a surprise because you and I are on the same lines with the North Division. It's it it's a gimme. It's going to be between Montreal and Toronto for the top seed. It's it's one of those things. Uh, for the third seed, I had Calgary, um, okay. and for the the only thing coming out of Edmonton this year is going to be that Calgary Edmonton battle. That's the only good thing about that that series. Um, as far well, what's as the,
1: funny is that the only time that the Stanley Cup has ever touched Edmonton recently was when Tampa hoisted it. So there's that I, too.
0: I know the farthest north with the uh, deepest south southern team out there. Um, irony, right? So, uh, moving on to the Discover, um, who do you see coming out of that uh, that one?
1: Okay, brace yourself because I kind of went a little nuts, sort of in a way. Um, and this is the one time where this is the one division I think that has Western and Eastern teams mixed in a lot more than anybody else. Yeah. So I kind of had to think about that, but it's not the greatest Western teams that said, Tampa is my top pick, and it's really hard to pick anybody else. I'm looking at the rest of the division. I'm like thinking to myself, I don't see a lot of work. I don't really see a lot happening with this division as far as who can be the surprise seed. So I did a little research. I did little things. And then the Kucherov thing happened, and then I kind of made me think about it more. And I'm like, no, Tampa's still pretty good. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Tampa's the top seed. I got Carolina as a two seed, but not much of a distant two seed. Again, they're saying each other eight times. Yeah, there's going to be some battles. Um, Tampa's going to get. I think Tampa's. This the problem with Tampa is they're going to get the top seed, but it's going to hurt them in the playoffs because they're the one team that has played the most hockey and has had the and I think the least amount of time off. Yeah. So keep that in mind. So that conditioning is going to catch up to them. Um, I got Columbus as the three seed as the shocker. Um, I just think that there's other teams that just aren't going to do well. I think Columbus with John Tortorella, he somehow makes that team work their tails off and it works out. And Dallas will be my four seed, which will be kind of weird because. This division has the two Stanley Cup finalists in it, Yeah, which to me is still the weirdest thing ever. So, there's a potential round one matchup right there. So, that's never happened I don't think in the history of the league ever that I know of, unless the divisions realigned and then it happened when the original six became and then the class 67 or all that might have happened. That might have happened back then, but... Yeah. Or when the Adams and all that might have happened, but I I don't know. I, I don't know that much research. I'm not ESPN over here, but... Um, <laughs>
0: So the only but difference... that's
1: my top four. So here's the funny thing: um, there's a team that you would think would be in that top four, that a lot of people were hoping would be in that top four, especially with the head coach they got, what they brought in, and pretty much the speed this team has, and that's the Florida Panthers. Not They're right. not in the top four. I have them not out. I have them looking outside because I think the central, I think the top four seats are going to run away as the top four seats in that division. The rest of that division is going to be not good at all oh, and that's yeah, how I'm yeah. going to look at it
0: and I I, I don't want to take anything away from any of the teams in that division I mean to make it for anybody to make it to the NHL it it takes a tremendous talent but that division to me just seems weak it's th- there's just not much there and that's why I think so for my two top teams you you said them Tampa Bay and Carolina I also threw Dallas in there Dallas still has everything that they you had have them as a before. three seed yeah, so okay. uh, those are my top three. Um, now, the hardest division out of all three of those divisions, who do you see in the mass mute or is a mass mutual?
1: I think so. I don't. Yeah. I, who cares? They're all. Uh, <laughs> they all getting the
0: money. Um, I'll
1: just. But as far as that division goes. I'm going to start off with who you're not going to see in that playoffs, in my opinion. And both these teams might actually shock you. I don't see Pittsburgh, and I don't see Boston. Really? Here is why. I'm going to get right to it. Pittsburgh, the age is catching up to them. They didn't get anybody decent in free agency. Yeah. They have no future because Jim Rutherford, former Kane, threw away that team's future for a win-now situation every single year. Yep. Yeah. This is the year it finally bites him in the ass, and that's it. You didn't get any help for Crosby or Malkin that was worth anything whatsoever. You nope. got Bukestad, which I like a lot. You got some Pete. you got some, you got some guys in there, which I do enjoy. I'm not sold on Jari as the goalie, though. You sent Matt Murray to Ottawa, which is <laughs> why I think Ottawa is going to be better than than you think. Yeah. Um, and I don't see Pittsburgh doing anything with that. Here's why I say Boston will not make the playoffs either, and this is the same thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna touch back on what happened to San Jose. San Jose, what happened? To them? they lost their captain to yep. Dallas, who ended up making the finals. San Jose didn't really lose anything else other than that. They added youth, if anything. They yep. didn't lose anything that year, and they flopped really, really bad. Granted, there was an injury or two that might have happened throughout the year, but they flopped really, really bad. Goaltending wasn't was there because you got a new captain and Logan Couture, who's just learning the idea of being a captain. That that just set sail. I see no. the same thing happening to Boston. Granted, you got a new captain and Patrice Bergeron. I like the pick for them to do that. But Char, I think, was a pretty good leader for that squad for since I think 20, 2010.
0: Oh, yeah, he's been there for a while. Broke breaking up a little bit.
1: That is that is a recipe for disaster without anybody really? And what's better than watching a rat watching the playoffs from home from yeah. before it even starts? So I, I just don't see those two teams happening. It's just it, the black and gold is not happening in the playoffs this year. But with that said, my top four seeds, you'll like one of them. I have Washington as number one because Peter Laviolette, Alex Ovechkin, every possible superstar that's got some talent left in them that's still trying to go for a cup. Yeah, that's going to be number one seed. And everything Laviolette does, does really well for him. That's a that's a cup contender with La on the bench, no matter what. Number two, the Philadelphia Flyers, because of the ran they came up with last season. Oh, yeah. And Elaine Vignon has turned that team very well. I like Kevin Hayes. I like Drew. Uh, Garter Hart is a very good goaltender, and they proved it against Pittsburgh, making Pittsburgh look horrible in that third period last night or the other day, two days ago. Number three, I have I'm sorry, take that back. Number three was my Flyers. Number two was the New York Islanders. But this was also kind of a switch flop flip through thing. Again, this is the vision with the really good coaches in it. So that's what yep. makes it very tough. Um Barry Trotz has done wonders with that team. You get rid of, I wasn't say a bad apple, but you get rid of a superstar with all that payroll that was gonna hit you. And look what he's done with that team. Barzell is amazing. Varlamov's gonna it's got a career resurrection all of a sudden in my opinion um that team's gonna be very tough um if if carolina if if our faith team carolina doesn't win the cup the cup's gonna be one from the east from one of those two teams right there but from that division no matter what oh yeah, yeah. and my number four c which is the sleeper that no one's thinking about or they might be depending on how they feel about it, or it might be too soon um the new york rangers so, they put every piece they have the right goaltending in place, they have Savannah Jack completely healthy. Yeah. They got Laferne, Lafreniere, who's actually a really good solid player. I've done some tape on him. Uh, defense is, I think that this, I think get rid of Mark Stahl to Detroit helped them out a little bit more by bringing Adam Fox into a top top line role. Yeah, uh, but I think the Rangers have something there, and I wouldn't sleep on that team. Capo is the real That's deal cool. as well.
0: I I'm hoping because after watching their game last night or lack of, um, I, I, after the Islanders went up like two, nothing real quick, I was like, I can't, I, I, I have to switch it. So I switched over to another game, but I mean, I hope you're right. Um, I mean, they got all the pieces that they need. They just need to fit together and, uh, hopefully they'll, they'll come together. So out of all who do you see if you had to choose now looking into a magic eight ball or a crystal ball, who would you say is going to lift the cup?
1: Man, you're speaking soon. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you. Based I'll, off give of you my paper. Top, I'll give you my top three based off paper. Uh, my top pick to overall favorite, win the cup on paper, Colorado. Colorado. Absolutely. Everything is in place for them. Nate McKinnon has shown that he can lead a team. They have every piece in the puzzle. I goaltending is still somewhat of a question, but again, this is the this is the season where you have to have two solid goaltenders. Do they yeah. have that? Um, not many teams can say that. But Colorado is still my top seek my top team um, because they they have everything there. They have every piece there. Um, second best team that I think that could probably do it, and this is kind of a crapshoot pick washington because they put everything in place because they're going for the win now situation so it's cup or bust for them absolutely and the third team because they've been close almost every damn time since their existence vegas yeah um why not they they have the two goalie system that they somehow kept how they didn't do anything with flurry is beyond me but they probably are smarter than us and say yeah we're keeping these two so, their their team is solid. Mark Stone, the first ever known captain in Vegas history, he's solid. Yeah. You got Reeves, who's solid. You got Pacioretty, who's solid. This is a solid core, still. oh, The definitely. problem is, is, can can Pete DeBoer actually coach this, team, coach this team properly? I thought that was dumb getting rid of uh, the other guy. I thought the other guy was much better, but you got a solid core. He better do something with this team. I don't see why not, but Those are my top three picks. If you want me to pick a sleeper, which I know your next question is going to be a sleeper. um, Everybody's going to sleep on. I mean, there's nobody really sleeping on Carolina, so I can't pick them as a sleeper. Yeah. But if you want to talk a team that, that might actually turn some heads um, that nobody's thinking about, they could probably pull something out of their butt, uh, make something work out of it. If anybody has a chance of pulling it off and if they have a second, a solid backup, because it's, I'm questioning the backup situation. Um, I know the other, I know, I know the Corpus is a good guy, but Columbus, if they somehow pull it off with what they have to work with, and if if John Tortorella pushes the right buttons and gets that team going properly, I'm sorry, I'm not sleeping on Columbus to possibly pull something out. I don't see it happening, but if I'm going to pick a sleeper, Columbus is probably the best sleeper you could possibly think of.
0: So one last question. And for me, I I can see Vegas left in the cup this year, but not because you see the Jersey behind me, but I I just think they have a solid team. I do have my interconnections with Vegas as well too. So be, be on the lookout. I might have a special guest from Vegas on my, on the show, but either I I can see their Vegas or my dark horse is Toronto.
1: Okay. I can respect that.
0: Um, because they got a lot of wisdom. it now, if they again, if like you're saying, a backup goalie, if they can get, because didn't they just who'd they pick up Dell? I believe they have yeah. Dell as. So if yeah. Dell, and they also picked up somebody else, I forgot who it was, but another strong backup. Um. So one last co- one last question. I'll let you go, and then I'm going to close out the show. But I just went over all the uh, mascots. Who's your favorite mascot? <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Honestly, um, there's quite a few of them. Uh, I'm going to kind of say a few of them and then I'll tell you which one the favorite is. Um, I will tell you who my least favorite mascot is. It's Ottawa's because all it is is like a Kmart version of the L.A. Kings mascot. Just on that alone. Um, so that's just really, really bad right there. Obviously, Stormy is a good pick out there for sure. Although that's a new Stormy, I think is what's happening out there um gritty is obviously a top absolutely um but again you know you're that's the hype he got advertised really well at the beginning and ever since it's been bonkers for him but i mean that's the fans pick everybody's gonna pick gritty you know yeah um this is kind of a pain to to really say this because i'm i'm not a fan of um hold on i'm not a fan of of the team really except for one guy that i've respected all my life of well, I'm sorry. Iceberg is actually a solid, solid mascot over at Pittsburgh. He he does he that I've never seen a mascot do more for kids than Iceberg. You could I don't care if it's Stormy or SC Panther or SJ Sharky or whoever the heck it is. Iceberg is just the best mascot for any kid whatsoever, hands down. I'm sorry, but. If we're doing it based on what the fans are supposed to attract and everything like that, which mascots supposed to attract more children and young and young people than really adults, really, unless you're just one of those creepy adult people. (laughs) Um, I'm sorry. Iceberg takes the cake all the way through because of what he does. All
0: right. So again, RJ, it was really good um, chatting with you. Uh, Did you want to spit out any of your uh, social media sites real quick?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll do a plug. Why not? Thanks for the free ad. Um, so Florida Caniac Perspective will be airing pretty soon. Um, episode one is not I'm, – I'm doing the episodes differently in case you didn't, know, in case you didn't catch what I've been doing with my heads-ups or anything like that. But I'm doing the episodes now shorter and sweeter. What okay. do I mean by that? Well, I'm analyzing a certain play out of whatever games I see. So I'm going to look at all the games and pick a play or two and just analyze on what happened. And I'm not only going to give you the coach's side of what was drawn up, I'm going to let you know what the players are saying on the bench or what I think the players are saying on the bench, while the play is in development before or after the play or whatever has been happening out there. So that's kind of where the show is going to on YouTube.
2: I got you. The podcast
1: is coming back, um, and that's where I'm bringing a fan. Any fan can join. Um, If they just want to be on the podcast, they can come along with me and just be on there. Those are about 10 to 15-minute episodes, really, and we just kind of shoot it around and just talk about the certain topics that's happening at the time. So those will be coming back here pretty soon. Um, and that's really it. I mean, you can find po- those podcasts are on anywhere where podcasts are listening to. They're on Spotify, Apple. I think um, what's the other one? Sound Slinger or Slacker, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spotify is the other one. I know that. Uh, SoundCloud. That's what I was thinking of. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so
1: they're, they're on all the different platforms right now as we speak. Um, And then you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at the same address at Florida Kamiak. And yes, that's a trademark. I worked my tail off for it. If you try to, if you try to make money off of it, trust me, I'm going to get my lawyer on you. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You guys can have fun with it. I don't care.
0: All right. RJ. Um, I know you got a wedding to go to. Um, don't get too, uh, too tipsy. Okay. Drink a lot for me, please, please. Um, i've been a busy busy man uh, lately um like i was telling you earlier uh my co-host donnie he he would have really loved to be on the show tonight um uh, but he's been really busy start of the new year um so yeah isn't his, he a ranger fan yes yes so he probably
1: he probably would have liked that ranger pick is what you're
0: telling me oh definitely most likely yes All right. um but yeah he had to take a step back um he's also got his uh, show on uh game on a sports podcast for everyone he does a lot of twitching and live streaming for that too so i just want to give a shout out to donnie um we miss you um but with that being said i'm also in full range i'm doing all the research all the social media our pages um and whatnot so between working a full-time job and also trying to do the notes as well as editing and creating the pictures that you've probably seen online it, it's it's become a I've sacrificed sleep for this and it's one of the best things I could ever do. So on that note, again, uh, many thanks to the Florida Caniac, uh, RJ, you guys have fun this weekend. Uh, drink some beers for me, drink some wine, whatever you, whatever your uh, choice of poison is, make sure you double it up and you got two fists. So drink one for me and drink one for yourself. So, um, you guys have fun. Take care. Uh, get back to your uh, ride and, uh, we'll see you next time. All right, man. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Oh, anytime. So, that's going to conclude the end of this show. Um, I just want to say many thanks to my guests tonight. Wish we could have had Donnie on the show. Other than that, uh, this is Jeff from uh, What the Puck, brought to you by Game On Sports Podcast. For everyone, you can find us on Twitter at hockey or at uh, What the Puck Pod One. You can also find us on Instagram at uh hockey or wow it's been a long day uh what the puck podcast or what the puck underscore podcast on uh, instagram and then on facebook you can find us at what the puck by game on a sports podcast for everyone or uh wtp game on sports podcast until next time as i said many times depending on where you're listening this to good morning good evening good afternoon and good night